Welcome to Creative Biolabs Science Channel. Creative Biolabs is a specialized contract research organization supporting mRNA studies with all-round solutions covering mRNA synthesis, modification, and mRNA therapeutics development. With an unwavering pursuit of innovation and lifelong learning, we keep on producing podcast series related to mRNA technology based on our knowledge and practical experience gained through years of exploration in this area. Subscribe to our channel and keep updated with our podcasts. Good evening, dear friends. Thank you for tuning in to the Creative Biolabs podcast. This series is all about the small interfering RNA. At the end of the last program, we talked about zebrafish microRNA and analysis tools, as well as the functional role of specific microRNAs. RNA interference was first reported in vertebrates 10 years ago in zebrafish. The identification and characterization of microRNA in zebrafish provides important information about microRNA gene protection in vertebrates. Zebrafish is a particularly valuable system that we can use to study the functions of microRNAs during development. Today, David is here to bring us his expertise on RNA interference technology in zebrafish. Following the discovery of RNA interference in elegans, the study of RNA interference on zebrafish invertebrates had also been reported. Thanks for being here, David. Thank you for your invitation. I'm very excited to be here. In some previous experiments, using double-stranded RNA microinjection technology and choosing NTL, FLH, and PAX2A as targets, researchers detected decreased messenger RNA levels in fertilized eggs injected with double-stranded RNA, and they also found that embryonic defects were similar to known mutant phenotypes. But the efficiency of inducing mutant phenotype replication is quite low. In some cases, as the concentration of double-stranded RNA increases, a higher frequency of nonspecific defects was observed. But despite these limitations, do you still consider RNA interference-based technology an important tool for studying the loss of specific zebrafish genes? Yeah, I think everyone in the life science or biomedical field does. Several laboratories have further tried to explore the possibility of double-stranded RNA inhibiting the expression of specific genes. But results from these studies did not agree, they were contradictory even. Some claimed to have efficiently produced specific effects. But others reported that double-stranded RNA injection only produced nonspecific effects. But of course, there are also important discoveries during this period. While conducting these studies, Another substance was discovered that can also be used to inhibit the expression of specific genes in zebrafish. It is an antisense morpholinophosphorodiamidate oligonucleotides, an effective tool to inhibit translation and splicing. But I would guess there are also disadvantages associated with antisense morpholinophosphorodiamidate oligonucleotides? Unfortunately, yes. The phenotype induced by morpholinophosphorodiamidate oligonucleotides injection has also been shown to include various side effects. This makes interpretation difficult. Another disadvantage is that the synthesis of these chemically modified oligonucleotides is pretty costly. So that's why many researchers still stick to zebrafish when trying to explore the possibility of establishing an effective RNA interference-based technology. Then it is important to consider the underlying reasons 
for the high frequency of nonspecific abnormalities in embryos injected with double-stranded RNA. Any ideas? One possible explanation is that these side effects may reflect the global antiviral or interferon response to long double-stranded RNA. Has anyone reported seeing similar problems in mammals? Yes, but some groups used small interfering RNAs to trigger RNA interference in mammalian cells so that they can avoid the global response associated with longer double-stranded RNAs. Following the first demonstration of siRNA-mediated gene silencing in mammalian cells, several laboratories reported that siRNA injection can be used to induce gene-specific effects in zebrafish. They studied three different zebrafish cell lines. Experiments with microinjection and transfection of several siRNAs also proved efficient gene-specific knockout. But they still observed unexpected side effects. When the same siRNA was used for microinjection of zebrafish zygotes, most late embryos showed severe nonspecific defects. These include truncation of the tail, loss of brain structure, and enlargement of the heart cavity. I've often wondered why different labs can report conflicting results. What can be some reasonable explanations? Yeah, this is sometimes inevitable. Different results may partly reflect differences in injection procedures. For example, the difference in the amount of injected siRNA and the target binding efficiency of siRNA. And different groups can interpret their observations in different ways. Can the injection of siRNAs be replaced with microRNAs for more consistent results? Yeah, actually, a research team has already conducted related experiments. It is worth noting that mutant zygotic dicer mutant embryos show several defects similar to siRNAs. By injecting pretreated mere 430 microRNAs, the defects in the mutants were partially repaired. Based on these observations, and taking into account the common factors in the RNA interference and microRNA pathways. Has anyone investigated whether the function of MIR-430 is related to nonspecific defects caused by small interfering RNA treatment? Of course. Some groups injected siRNAs corresponding to the sequences in the two endogenous genes and the exogenous reporter gene green fluorescent protein. And then they conducted northern analysis on RNA extracted from early embryos. Their results showed that the processing level of the four tested microRNAs, including MIR-430b, a member of the MIR-430 family, was significantly reduced. Importantly, these siRNA injections also caused defects in brain morphogenesis and tail truncation similar to the mutant zygotic dicer phenotype. So is there other types of RNA molecules? with less impact on embryonic development? Yes, such as single-stranded and double-stranded RNAs, they do not affect embryonic development or the level of mature microRNAs. And we now know that the characteristics of siRNAs are a noteworthy issue. It is essential to reduce the level of processed microRNAs so that nonspecific defects can be reduced to a minimum in zebrafish embryos. Do you think the co-injection of pretreated MIR-430B duplexes can rescue the effect of small interfering RNA treatment? It is possible, as shown by some experiments. It was previously reported that MIR-430 can rescue mutant zygotic dicer mutants. Similarly, it was observed that injection of MIR-430B control alone did not cause any embryonic defects. However, 
In additional control experiments on mature MIR-206, and a mutant version of MIR-430B that lacks the ability to rescue mutant zygotic dicer embryos, the effect on embryos was similar to that from the siRNA injection. These results indicate that treatment with microRNA duplexes usually results in the same nonspecific abnormalities as in the case of siRNA. It is further supported by the observation that the level of mature MIR-430B decreases after MIR-206 injection. In contrast, co-injection of three different siRNAs with pretreated MIR-430B duplexes can effectively rescue nonspecific defects. This was observed when these siRNAs were injected separately. But how come there is no such rescue observed in the co-injection with the mutant version of MIR-430B? Well, it may be due to the replacement of two points in the five-seed region of the MIR-430B mutant version and the inability to bind to the target site. These results clearly show that by co-injecting this special microRNA, nonspecific brain and tail defects caused by siRNAs can be prevented. These defects are related to a significant decrease in the endogenous level of mature MIR-430B. Let me just briefly summarize, the injected small interfering RNA and microRNA duplex have a direct or indirect inhibitory effect on the processing of endogenous microRNA. These observations strongly indicate that MIR-430, in particular, is the most abundant microRNA in the early embryonic stage. I know about the direct effect, but what is the reason for the inhibitory effect? It could be due to the competition between the precursor microRNAs and the injected siRNAs for binding to basic factors. This idea is based on an interesting concept. You may have heard about it as well, that siRNAs can be associated with dicer and other factors. These factors are required to generate siRNAs and mature microRNAs from double-stranded RNAs and precursor microRNAs, respectively. Therefore, large volumes of siRNA injection will affect the availability of microRNAs before these factors are processed. Is the reduction of microRNAs caused by small interfering RNA injection the same as the absence of mature microRNAs in mutant embryos? Not necessarily the same, though there are similarities. The treated MIR-430 caused by siRNA injection will produce a relatively strong reduction. This is at least partially equivalent to the conditions under which mature microRNAs are not produced in mutant zygotic dicer embryos. In addition, there are similarities in nonspecific defects related to the mutant zygotic dicer phenotype. The ability to save some of these defects by injecting pretreated MIR-430 duplex is important. These are also consistent with the role of MIR-430 in promoting the removal of maternal messenger RNAs in the process of maternal fertilized egg transition. So you mean siRNA treatment generally induces these types of abnormalities in zebrafish embryos? Say, if the microRNA's maturation process is not significantly disturbed, can there still be large embryonic defects caused by siRNA? Right. We are talking about a noteworthy issue here. Some researchers kept the endogenous level of mature MIR-430 less affected in the experiment. The frequency of nonspecific defects was also observed to be relatively high after a small amount of siRNA was injected. 
This may reflect the additional microRNA functional block involved in the effector complex microRNA-induced silencing complex. Because it competes with MIR-430 to bind to argonaut protein and other factors. It seems that this type of inhibition may also be partially prevented by co-injection of pretreated MIR-430B duplex. Then what's your suggestion on how to avoid the nonspecific effects in small interfering RNA knockdown experiments? I think we can use the co-injection of mature MIR-430 duplexes. However, due to the competition between siRNAs and MIR-430 for binding key components, this strategy may reduce the efficiency of inducing specific phenotypes. In addition, suppressing other microRNAs expressed earlier may cause some additional defects that cannot be repaired by co-injecting MIR-430. Is there a way to avoid inhibiting microRNA pathways in early embryos? Using chemically modified siRNAs could be one way. These siRNAs can be activated by light exposure in the later stages of zebrafish development. Or alternatively, we could also establish transgenic RNA interference technology in zebrafish. It is similar to the technology currently used on fruit flies and mice. Some vectors have been developed to induce tissue-specific expression of short hairpin RNA. They should be able to bypass the problems associated with maternal messenger RNA clearance during the maternal fertilized egg transition. So by using the methods you just mentioned above, do you think we can now bypass the issues of siRNA posted on embryonic development? Not really. The general inhibitory effect of siRNAs or short hairpin RNAs on the microRNA pathway in the later development stages may still lead to some nonspecific defects. This general inhibition may also be a problem in mammalian research, and it will be particularly important to study these aspects and the therapeutic use of RNA interference in humans. Does siRNA treatment cause additional side effects in zebrafish, or is this something that we can rule out? Not at present. We do not know whether siRNA treatment will have any side effects in zebrafish. So based on our discussion today, we can conclude that the discovery of RNA interference provides us with powerful new tools for studying specific gene functions in a variety of animal models. Similarly, the identification of microRNAs revealed new cellular mechanisms that control gene expression. I need to add that our research progress on these two pathways shows a strong interrelationship between them. Using RNA interference to downregulate gene expression may affect microRNA pathways and cause side effects in some cases. And so by working on zebrafish, scientists found that small interfering RNAs generally inhibit the microRNA pathway. This particularly affects the overall effect of MIR-430 in removing maternal mRNA at the transition point from maternal expression to zygotic expression. This discovery may help us establish reliable small interfering RNA-mediated gene silencing technology in the zebrafish model. It also emphasizes the need to investigate how experimental and therapeutic applications of RNA interference affect microRNA function and cause unwanted side effects. With that, we again reach the end of our program for today. Thanks David for sharing your expertise on the inhibitory effect of small interfering RNAs on microRNA pathway. Thank you everyone for listening. We will continue our discussion next time.